You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike Moss, wake up. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm You've sorry. had a week off to rest. I, wake I, up. <laughs> sorry about that. I, you, you were talking and I just kind of drifted off. Yeah, my wife does the same thing. Yeah, Thanks, I know. Though. Yeah. Thanks, though. Totally hey, no appreciate it, dude. I, I'm there for you. So, Mr. Mike, another week has passed. Um, we did record a podcast last week. We apologize because it did not. Uh, two weeks ago, yeah. Um, we I did not get it posted. Say what again? I know, I know, I know. Boy. It's like I'm, I'm busy or something. Um, and then we had to take a week off because of some personal issues between both of us that we needed to get done. <laughs> um, and then now we're back. For another week of the Morrowology Podcast. Yeah, aren't you all thrilled? I am. I am too. I talked to somebody who said, uh, hey, I have not listened to the uh, to Morrowology. And I said, what is wrong with you? Um, I said, you're the one in Morrow County who has not listened. Well, wait a minute. There are two of us. Oh, yeah, you don't listen, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, no, so he told me, he says, I'm actually binging your podcast and oh, i said cool let me know what you think because you're listening to all of them like rather okay. quickly okay and you i said you'll be able to tell every time we got new equipment because of the change in in sound and stuff so that's pretty cool and exciting so mr mike what's new with you anything you have a good week two weeks month oh this week so far has been fantastic we uh did the last walk of the summer walk last night with a historical society we thought it was going to rain but the rain held off it was uh pretty decent i would say there's about what 30 people there 35 35 and uh it was actually a pretty nice walk i had not gotten to go on one yet um and it was it was good it was fun um robin did a great job at sharing the uh, information and had some visuals there for folks who are are, uh, when you hear something, you also need to see it. Sure. And I thought what was really cool is what she pulled out at the old shoe store. Oh, yeah. I thought that yes. was kind of cool. Like, I would never have thought about that as a visual. Now, there's a reason I'm keeping that rather vague because, well, you should have been there. Something is afoot. But I will say, Mike, next month we're starting another walk at the Historical Society, right? That is true, Mr. Joey. And next month... The historical walk is on architecture that'll start. It looks like, um, let's see, where's the first one? I see one here. It says 824 Architecture architecture Walk. And uh, it's going to be a busy month because we've got uh, farm days coming up because August is literally next week, Mike. Okay. Yes, it is. Oh, back to the um, architecture. I believe that's August 8th and August 24th. Oh, yes. I was seeing that yeah. as 824. I, I can see where you'd make that mistake. Yeah. Um, so I don't make mistakes. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. I'm kidding. She <sighs> will tell you I make plenty. Um, so the architecture walk, this is something that uh, Robin Brucker is going to lead, I believe. And you're going to want to go on this one if you have any um, <laughs> any interest in architecture. Because downtown Mount Gilead has a lot of cool hidden 
features in the architecture. There's a lot of different types of architecture down through uh, the Mount Gilead buildings as well. And we're going to see what some of that is and uh, maybe hear the history of that particular type of architecture. So it's well worth it on the 8th and the 24th of August. Yep, and then coming up uh, on August 4th, 5th, and 6th, it's the full, f- the first full weekend in August is Farm Days down at the fairgrounds. Yes, sir, Bob. And just so you guys know, the Garvrick Log House and the Cross House um, will be open on Sunday only for um, Farm Days. And I want to do a shout-out, I think, to Kevin Evans and to Maggie Clark because... The um, flowers and stuff look pretty good down there at the Garvrick Log Cabin or Log House. Okay, let me let me clarify something on that. Yeah, um, the Log House will be open on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for a few hours. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, the Cross House will open. Be uh, this is a surprise to me, and I'm the president. Will be open on Sunday only uh, during farm days as well. Gotcha, and. It, and if you don't know, the Garvick Log, Log House is down at the fairgrounds, down back to... So if you're um, looking at the fairgrounds heading west, staring west, it's going to be all the way down by the big giant rock piles in the back. It's going to be off to your right, right behind the draft horse barn. Um, that's, where, that's where it's at. You'll see it over there. It's kind of a nice little area down by the creek there. And... Mr. Mike, the cross house is up across from uh, Napa, tucked. It's the blue house. You wouldn't know really what it was unless you were looking for it. Yeah, there is a sign there that says Morrow County Historical Society Museum, which that was our that museum, was museum we had at the yeah. time. So, yes, it's right behind the uh, medical center, which used to be uh, Snyder's Funeral Home. And let's see here. Um, and then it'll be time for the fair, Mar County Fair, Mike. That's hard to believe. I know. And then summer's <laughs> over. I know. It's uh, this weekend at the Capitol Theater is the second and final weekend for Barbie. And that is the brand new movie. It'll be Friday and Saturday at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. and Sunday at 2 it was p.m. and 5 p.m. changing this weekend. Nope, not this weekend. Next weekend. Barbie. What? Doesn't say Barbie. Yeah, it does. On the marquee. It says Barbie. Oh, pardon me, folks. It does say Barbie. <laughs> I'm looking right across the street here. And the following weekend will be the, uh, oh, okay, the Mount Gilead Public Library will have the free movie, which will be the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I and that is that the wrong. 1990s version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because following the following week following two weeks is going to be the brand new animated version of teenage mutant ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles i have to say that i did not plan that when i set out the uh the um library schedule but this weekend it's uh barbie it's barbie yep i'm a barbie girl in a barbie world Back in plastic. It's fantastic. All right. So with that being said, folks, this weekend is Maybe the midsummer we market. Have said that. <laughs> I'm moving on here. Uh, is the midsummer market at Goodman Family Farms. And that's this Sunday at eleven AM. 
Saturday in Cardington. Mike, I know you don't have anything to do on Saturday at 5 p.m., so go down to Cardington to the elementary school and take place in the uh, – take – not take place. Take note and watch – the firefighter versus kids kickball game that's going to be happening down Ooh, in Cardington. That could be fun. Yeah, I think so. And then while you're down there on Saturday um, in the morning, you can get yourself a coffee, maybe something good to eat down there at the Cardington Cafe, get yourself a bottle of wine to take home, or go jo- uh, enjoy a flute there at Bunker's Mill. But at the Cardington Cafe, they're going to have summer pop-up shop and craft show they're going on and then literally mike everything else i'm seeing is all around the morrow county fair in in my events that i have tagged that i'm interested in oh we do want to touch on did you already touch on kevin's presentation this we've talked sunday? about it previously but not today this sunday 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 i do believe it begins at 2 30 that gives people time to get in here when we open at two uh, Kevin Evans will be talking about uh, um, <laughs> Dr. Tucker, Dr. Nathan Tucker, and his fantastic um, asthma specific that was sold all over the world. I mean, it was so big, they even had an office over in England. But uh, come and hear about that. Uh, Kevin is pretty much an expert on that, uh, Dr. Tucker. And um, I think you'll learn some interesting things. Now, we've been trying to get him on, so if he's listening, Kevin, we need you on the podcast here to talk about Dr. Tucker because he was very instrumental in the growth of Morrow County, um, specifically the Southern Square in Mount Gilead. Well, he was also a big part of the First Baptist Church, Um in building that building and in providing the organ, he was an organ donor um, uh, <laughs> over there as well. Ha, ha, ha. There you go. So you can hear all that. I'm not going to tell you everything. You need to come in here on the 30th of July, Morrow County History Center, 17 West um, Center, but West... Uh, it's high, high street. My goodness, I forgot what where we are. And uh, come in here, Kevin Evans. Uh, show up about 2 o'clock so you can take a, a tour of the museum and uh, listen to Kevin's talk. Yep, and then um, I don't know that I have anything else. Um, oh, we didn't talk about this, but uh, the jolly uh, elf himself was here at the Historical Society Sunday. I saw him in his... Uh, summer garb. Summer garb. It was a nice little paradise shirt, like a bowler shirt, and uh, some flippy floppies. Yeah, it looked pretty good. And uh, that went well, I'm assuming? It went quite well. We had, well, again, we had about 35 people come through the History Center. I've got to tell you about one little girl. Obviously, I can't tell, you, tell the name. But um, she didn't want to be... She didn't want her picture taken with Santa. She wouldn't have anything to do with Santa. I can so totally understand that. I, I, I understand that, too. This little girl was out there by the fountain on the square. Santa went over and said, how would you like to have your picture taken on that bench with Santa? She wouldn't have anything to do with it. So she was over there playing in the water. So Santa goes over, takes his hand, and starts playing in the water with her. 
pretty soon Santa takes a little bit of the water and just sprinkles sprinkles it on her arm. And Santa says, You can you can do that to me if you like. And she takes some water and sprinkles it on Santa's arm. And uh the mother got some or grandmother got some really good pictures of that young lady. Oh, that's good. It was. It it was very touching to see. Awesome. Yeah. Well good. That sounds like a that's a good story. That's a very good story. Oh. <laughs> All right, Mike, are you ready? Oh, are we going back in time? We're going to flash back. Okay, I'm, I'm fastened in. Let's go. The flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, Mike, I'm a... I tried to tease you, give you a little teaser about this earlier when I said it'd be about the cream of the crop today. Yeah, we're going to talk about a creamery, aren't we? Very good, Josephus. Morrow Creamery was right over here on Center Street where the um, uh, insurance office is. Can't think of the name of the insurance, but it's James Madison. James Madison. Before that, it was Guy's Insurance for years. Uh, But that was the Morrow Creamery. And I have some ads, and some articles about the Marmor Creamery over the years. Here's one from 1934. The Morrow Creamery Company of Mount Gilead, Ohio, makers of Pride of the Dairy Butter. We pay in cash the highest market price for your cream. We are open every evening for your convenience and will appreciate your patronage. Phone 377-K. Wow. 377-K. Yeah, that was in 1934. That's interesting. I've never heard number or letters in there. 1935, an, an ad in, I'm presuming this is the Morrow County Sentinel. And again, our friend Stan Sype uh, did all this research and put it together. I'm just reading it. So this is one that says, Farmers, a pig's squeal is worth money to you. It used to be said that the packers were able to use profitably every part of a pig except its squeal. On the farm, however, even its squeal is worth money as an indication of what feeds the pig should have. A pound of protein may to the chemist be just a pound of protein, regardless of whether it is contained in skim milk or in tankage. According to a pig's ideas, however, skim milk protein is much better than tankage protein, and the pig is surely a good judge of what it needs to balance its ration. One pound of protein in 60% tankage at 250 per 100 pounds cost compared to 160 of uh, one to 60 of uh, $2.50 equals four and one six cents per pound. Skim milk contains about 9% of protein. So on that basis, skim milk is worth nine times four one to six cents equals 37 and one half cents per 100 pounds. But the pig squeal says it is worth much more than that. If you are feeding pigs or chickens on your farm, you should consider carefully the selling of your cream and the keeping of your skim milk on the farm unless you are selling milk at fluid milk prices for use in bottles or unless your conditions are very unusual. It seems unwise and unprofitable to dispose of your skim milk at manufacturing prices, and then be compelled to spend more money for a less perfect feed to replace it. Butter fat prices are quite good. Hog prices are quite good. 
Why not use that combination for getting the most money for your cows? Won't you send us your next can of cream? Morrow Creamery Company, Center, and Cherry Street. They you, were the make- you had me lost for a while. I'm well, like, okay, I, so two I, trains I, leave the station, one going 55. <laughs> Some of this I should have read ahead of time, quite honestly. So uh, here's an ad for uh, Mrs. Saylor will use Pride of the Dairy Butter made by Morrow Creamer Company exclusively at the Sentinel Cooking School, Friday and Saturday at the high school auditorium. The Morrow Creamery Company, Mount Gilead, Ohio, in the past year... Um, in the past year, our fair treatment to our customers has been proven by the cooperation we have received from farmers. We are needing more cream just now to supply pride of the dairy butter to our regular customers. We would appreciate your patronage. Open evenings for your convenience. That's at the uh, corner of Center and Cherry Street. Phone 377K. That's from 1935. Now the creamery is going to be moved in 1935 in October. Several changes in Mount Gilead business establishments and homes will result from the construction of the new post office building at the corner of High and Cherry Streets. The Morrow Creamery plant will be moved from the concrete block building at the rear into temporary quarters in the building formerly occupied by the Ford Garage and West High Street. That's where um, Wolf's Coins is now. A new concrete block structure will be constructed in Center Street for a permanent home for the plant, it will be built by Clyde Broiler across the street from the Cover Seed Company. I'll have to check out that Cover Seed Company sometime. 1938, creamery plant improvements bring high department ratings. Butter produced here will now be marked grade A. Every sanitary precaution taken to ensure a pure and wholesome product. To ensure the highest standard of purity for the butter produced at the Morrow Creamery Co- Company plant here, J.W. Wolfinger, the manager, is now completing extensive improvements which will give the plant a grade A rating from the State Department of Health. Already equipped to produce a pure high-grade butter, the plant will now conform to all standards of the health department. Um, and there's also, I'm not going to read the whole article, but also in the articles is practically every store handling butter in Mount Gilead sells product of the local creamery. June of 1938, local creamery to sell pasteurized product in Mount Gilead. The Morrow Creamery Company, company which has produced butter here for several years, this week enlarged their business by adding a milk route in Mount Gilead. They will sell pasteurized milk on the route and from the plant. So they started delivering milk house to house in 1938. That's crazy. I thought they would have done that before. I would have too. I mean, they delivered ice. I mean, you think they would have delivered milk. Um, now, in 1935... William Wolfinger purchased the Morrow Creamery from Al Bonner. Um, actually, oh, it says it's 1935, but I do believe William Wolfinger purchased the Morrow Creamery from Al Bonner in 1937 and constructed a new building, which is presently occupied by Guy's Insurance. The production of butter was the creamery's original product, but when Wolfinger's son, J. William Bill, who I knew, by the way, 
took over the business, he installed a pasteurizer and began bottling milk, which was delivered door-to-door in Mount Gilead. Both white and chocolate milk were sold in vending machines installed at HPM during World War II. Wolfinger sold the creamery to Jack Whiting in 1946, and Whiting changed the name to Morrowdale Creamery. The last owner was Wesley Walker. Um, and there's a picture here. I'll hold up to the microphone so you can see the uh, picture of all the employees in 1937. Uh, 1947, purchase of the Morrow Creamery in Mount Gilead by Jack Whiting from William Wolfinger was announced this week by Whiting. The sale will be effective this Saturday, March 1st. Whiting is a veteran of World War II, having served two years as a medical technician and pharmacist in the medical corps. He served in Japan one year and on Okinawa for three months. Previously to entering the Army, he had worked at the Hydraulic Press Manufacturing Company from February 1st of 1944 to November of 1944 as a welding engineer. Prior to that, he served in the same capacity at the Babcock and Wilcox Company in Barberton, Barberton, Barberton and Alliance. So there was a new owner in 1947. Here's an ad from 47 announcing a new Morrow Creamery pasteurized dairy product, cereal milk, 10% butterfat or more, bottled in pint bottles and sealed with distinctive new caps that will soon be in all our bottled products. Order from your cheerful Morrow Creamery milkman or ask for it at your favorite neighborhood store. Morrow Creamery, now the phone number is changed to 2K. In 1947, here's another ad for uh, Morrow Creamery Company, now known as Morrowdale. And um, it's interesting, standardized pastured milk was 18 cents a quart. Uh, Cream cottage cheese per box, 24 cents. They also sold Bose ice cream, which I believe Bose ice cream is made over around Marion. And they had drumsticks, Eskimo pies, Dixie cups, Sandwiches for 10 cents, coolers, and pop pies. So I have here a picture of Morrowdale and their uh, fleet of trucks. And again, you can't see that, but, you know, it's, it's there. Trust me. Uh, Morrow Creamery is sold on Wednesday. This is 1951. Wesley Walker of Fairview Park, Ohio, has purchased the Morrow Creamery Company from, Miss, uh, from Mr. and Mrs. R.J. Whiting and Jack Whiting, it was announced this weekend. Walker has been in the dairy business most of his life, and with his late father operated the F.E. Walker uh, Dairy in Cleveland for 44 years. A brother now operates the Cleveland Dairy. Now, about Wesley Walker, he was police chief of Mount Gilead in the 1970s, and his wife was manager at Hafner's 5 and 10 cent store, who I worked for at one time. All right, 1954, announcing Morrow Creamery, processor of quality grade A dairy products. We are happy to announce the addition of two new retail routes for your convenience. You may now have your Morrowdale dairy products delivered to your home in the following communities and their surrounding areas, Mount Gilead, Edison, Carnington, 
Pulaskiville, Fulton, or Chesterville. You may also purchase Morrowdale at Pages or Pages in a carton. Quality dairy products from the following merchants. And most of these merchants are no longer around, but I'm going to read off the list. Taylor's Market, which was right across the street from us here right next to the theater. Uh, Union Store, Dyes, Kroger's, Albright's, Tony's Lunch. Max Locker Plant, Fry's Station, Mobile Gas Station, Edison Market, and in Cardington, People's Supermarket, Smiley's, and Long's Red and White. So... Their product was sold all over the county. In 1959, the Morrow Creamery was sold to Riverside Dairy, and they consolidated. Sale of the Morrow Creamery in Mount Gilead to the Riverside Dairy in Cardington was announced this week by Wesley Walker, owner of the creamery. Walker said the creamery equipment and the building would be sold separately. Two of his sons, Robert and Charles, will continue to operate routes for the Riverside Dairy. Bottling will be done at the Riverside plant in Cardington in the future. Walker purchased the business eight and a half years ago from Jack Whiting. He said that he plans to remain in Mount Gilead, but his plans are indefinite. And again, Mr. Walker would eventually be um, uh, police chief in Mount Gilead. That's before your time, Joey, I believe. I'm pretty sure. But I would remember when the school buses came out of the high school, uh, at the end of the day, he would be out there directing traffic. I remember Mr. Walker quite well. Um, And then one last note, it's a note of appreciation that November 5th, 1959, in the Morrow County Sentinel, note of appreciation, having sold our milk routes to the Riverside Dairy Farm, Effective November 1st, 1959, we wish to thank the residents of Mount Gilead and Morrow County for the patronage, friendship, and courtesy extended us while we operated the Morrow Creamery. Mr. and Mrs. Wesley Walker, Morrow Creamery. Hmm. So that's a little history of uh, the Morrow Creamery that was kind of right over behind where we are sitting right now. Interesting. Well, you know, Mike, on this day in 1978, a certain person was born. 1978? Yes. It's not you. No, I was... It's not me. Somebody in between. The first test tube baby. Oh, yes. That's right. So today was... So today in 1978, so today is July 25th, Louise Joy Brown, the world's first baby to be conceived via in vitro fertilization, or IVF, is born at Oldham and District General Hospital in Manchester, England, to parents Leslie and Peter Brown. The healthy baby was delivered shortly before midnight by cesarean section and weighed 5 pounds, 12 ounces. That is, um, that's, that's pretty... Uh, healthy kid. It's a, a very <laughs> healthy kid, but it's very um, important because IVF is used by many today uh, to to try and get um, to ha- you know have their own babies. So um, let's see here. Looking to see if there's anything else that we need to share, and I'm not really seeing anything. Um, in 1945, President Truman drops hint to Stalin about a terrible new weapon. I think we know what that terrible new weapon was. That's later what we dropped, the A-bomb, on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Right. Um, let's see here. I'm not seeing 
I'm not seeing anything else to share. There's really nothing um, worth sharing here. But uh, that is all we have. So let's go back. All right, Micamus. I want to tell you about something that's coming up. Picture this. Sicily, 1910. Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> Some of you know what I, what I was... Uh, to, what, to what you were referring. Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, it was golden. Thank you for being a friend, Mike. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> it's a golden moment. We've traveled up the, up the road and back again. Down the road. Traveled down the road and back. Yeah. All right. So, in uh, Metinchap, California... An incomprehensible event. Every person in the audience of a high school play falls unconscious. Every person but one. Using interviews with witnesses, loved ones, first responders, and the investigators pursuing the case, the theater ensemble brings the story of the strange event to life. Documentary style, of course. But as the strands weave together into an increasingly dangerous web, it becomes clear that this phenomenon might not be entirely in the past. Unnerving, exhilarating, and wildly inventive, you've never walked into anything quite like Trap. Trap, being uh, written by Stephen Gregg, is Mar Little Theater's next production. Auditions are going to be held at the Capitol Theater. That is 22 West High Street. See, I remembered my address. Uh, 22 West High Street on August 7th and 8th at 6 p.m. The show is going to be directed by Mara County's own Alita Jones. It'll be her directing debut with Mar Little Theater, but she is not new to directing. She has been directing for quite some time down at Gilead Christian School. So, uh, you've seen her. She played Marie Curie in uh, Radium Girls. She has, actually, she's been in a couple different things for us. Her son actually just played, um, oh, what is his name? The little boy in Jungle Book. The human boy. Mowgli? Mowgli. Mowgli. Yeah. Um, So, we are super excited about that. And then uh, we had the show dates are going to be September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. We're not sure where that's going to be just yet. I have a couple ideas uh, I'm trying to put together. And then um, probably the week before or two weeks before that show, we're going to hold auditions for It's a Wonderful Life. And it follows the movie script almost identically. So it's going to be really, really cool. I'm super excited about that. So... With that being said, Trap is a documentary theater slash horror piece, and it's going to run about 85 minutes long, Um, so almost an hour and a half. We need 12 women, 10 men, and then five other parts. It doesn't matter how um, how we separate you. There's some audience participation in that, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So, Mike... Hope to see you at auditions. <laughs> we'll see. So, Mr. Mike, I think it's time. You've got, oh, what do you got? What? 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 Do I need to push the button? Not yet. Huh? Not yet. What are you, what are you reading? Well, I, I, I wrote out jokes. 
So I got to push the button. Well, sure. Go for it. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 Now, just so you guys know, Mike thinks that his jokes are like elevators, that they work on many levels. Okay, I had to throw the first one out. All right, go, sir. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Well, um, you've heard of uh, Darth Vader's um, sister, Ella Vader. Oh, oh, you're throwing that one right in there to my elevator joke. Uh, we have our ups and downs here. That's true. You know, I, I don't trust the stairs, Mike. I'd rather take the elevator because those stairs, they're always up to something. Well, you know, I don't know if you know it or not, but I bought a horse. A horse, huh? Yeah, yeah and I, I named him Mayo. Mayo? Yeah, and sometimes mayonnaise. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. A lot of dead silence here today. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that one. Well, you know, Mike, I told you that I met my, uh, my boss today, right, in person. Oh, yes, you did, yes. He told me to have a good day, so I went home. It was 9 o'clock. Um, a, a little uh, riddle here for you. Okay. What is it called when a crustacean takes a picture of itself? I don't know. A shelfie. I was not even close. I was thinking something in my head, but... <laughs> Mike? <laughs> oh, my. You're laughing before you tell it. Well, this one kind of fits. So, you know I own the movie theater, right? Uh, yes. Have you heard about that movie, Constipation? <laughs> Do you know when's coming out? <laughs> That's because it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> All right. You know, speaking of movies, there's going to be a Celine Dion biopic coming out. It's in the works. Um it will be shown near, far, wherever you are. Oh, yeah, back to Titanic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you hear the rumor about what the butter did? No, what did the butter do? I'm not going to spread it. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, if money doesn't grow on trees, why do banks have branches? That's a good question, though. Seriously, that's a good question. Well, but we will leave it alone. We probably should. Yeah, leave it alone. Trees have leaves on them. Yeah, leaf it alone. Okay, that. Leaf. Okay. <laughs> With that F. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried to eat a clock, Mike? It's really time-consuming. I do have a word of advice for you. <laughs> if you're being chased by a pack of tachy- taxidermists, don't play dead. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, here's my last one. Rest in peace, boiled water. You will be missed. Do I hear the crickets? <laughs> that was a good one. I well, thought. if that's your last one, then this will be my last one. Um, I know a man with one leg who, who worked in a, brewer, in a brewery brewery for 40 years. He just had one leg, remember? They called him Hoppy. They called him Hops. He, no, he oh. was in charge of the Hops. <laughs> okay. Oops. Wow. Sorry, I didn't Thanks. You threw one. me off there. I'll give you this anyway. Okay. And I'll give you this one. There you go. You got that one. Thank you very much. All right. The best so. part of the show. 
Yeah. The end. The end. So, folks, that does it for another episode of the Marwology Podcast. Until next time, be nice to each other, be kind to each other. Everyone is fighting a battle you may not know about. Be kind. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.